I'm going to uh, start with our reading. So let's just pause for a moment. Father God, we just thank you that we can be in this place. And even if our technology doesn't always work, Lord, we know that our hearts are here to worship you. Father God, God of heaven and earth, God of all that we are, God of all that we face, Father, we thank you that you are with us day by day. Be with us, Lord, we pray, as we offer you our hearts our minds, our spirits in worship and honour. Amen. Our theme today is hope in journeys. And uh, I don't know if any of you have been anywhere, particularly for work, or you've managed to go and catch up with friends or family, but you always hope that your journey is going to be smooth, don't you? You're going to arrive at your destination with as few hiccups as possible. Well, in Joshua chapter 1, when Moses had died and Joshua was about to go into the promised land, we read these words from Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. Now, we know full well that the journey they were going to go on was not going to be an easy one, but listen to the promise that God gives them. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That promise is as true for us today. It goes on to say, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. We are talking about hope in journeys and those words of being strong and courageous, being, being God promising never to leave us or forsake us is a journey and a promise that we can hold on to as we go day by day. And uh, as we listen, because that's all we're going to be able to do in service, or as you watch and sing at home, we are giving our praise to God with our first song. Standing perhaps with your arms or your hands open as we declare our love for God, as we declare him worthy, as we recognize his place on that throne has come at the cost of his death on that cross. You are indeed worthy. You loved us so much, and Father God, for that we give you our thanks and our praise. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, you are a God 
who loves us and who has promised never to leave us. And Lord, we thank you for that. Help us to be strong and courageous, we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. And we were, um, one of the things that we have uh, done over the period of time and our worship team have done is record um, various psalms. And uh, we will be able to listen if you're in the building or watch it if you are at home. A recording that has literally just come in this weekend and it's from Psalm 98. Enjoy. The blast of the ram's horn shout for joy before the Lord the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people's with equity. If you are with me in the building, wouldn't it be lovely to shout out our praises to God this morning, but shout them out in our hearts as we listen to our next song, and uh, it's going to be Beautiful Lord, Wonderful Saviour. Help us to have a willingness of spirit. Help us to recognize all that you have done for us. And to recognize that, Lord, with you molding us and leading us and guiding us and taking us, Lord, we will be beautiful because we will be used by you whatever our future may be and wherever our future may take us, Lord. If we are open to be molded by you, Lord, we know that our future is indeed bright because our future is with you. Amen. Please take your seats and Haley's going to come and... Uh, Give us our notices. Thank you, Hayley. Good morning, everybody. Um, if you are a church member, you should have already received your email notifying you that we have a church members meeting. It is this Wednesday at 7.45. It is going to be in the building. If you can um, attend in person, that would be great. We have enough space in the building to social distance, if um, you're unable to attend in person, you'll be able to watch um, live, it'll be a live stream, like if you're at home now watching um, the morning service. Um, the email contains all the information with regards to, if you want to log on to watch it live stream, it also has all the information to do with um, the way to vote and all those kinds of things. We will, at the meeting, at the beginning, provide another bit of explanation, but all of the information is contained in the email. As part of the meeting, we have got a um, deacon's election. And just to reconfirm that the nominations are Bernd Shorter, JJ Jiwa Majakundi, Sarah Johnson, Esra Awolo, and Shade Lawani. And if you've not had a chance to listen yet, if you go onto um, the website, the link is on the notice sheet. It gives you a chance to um, find out more about the new nominees. At the moment, it's really hard to actually chat to people, even on a Sunday because of social distancing, because of face covering. So please do um, have a listen just to find out a bit more information. Next week on the 4th of July is our grapevine deadline for our church magazine. So if you um, have an article you'd like to submit, please do know that next Sunday is the deadline. And then finally, we have got this Tuesday um, 
our prayer meeting at 8 p.m. on Zoom. Um, please do join that if you'd like to. And there is also another opportunity to pray um, on Friday, the 2nd of July, is the World Day of Prayer at St. Edward's Roman Catholic Church. Um, the information is on the news sheet. Thank you. Thank you, Haley. And uh, we continue to say thank you to all those who've maybe come in and used the contactless card payment or put your money in the offering or given your money via the, the bank or in any other way. We continue to say thank you to you. The work of God is in this place is funded by the people who give and it's the work of God. It's also funded by yourselves. We don't get external uh, funding for anything else. It is by the, the people who are so faithful week by week. And it means that we can give to what God may be wanting us to do here, but also further afield um, nationally and internationally across our world. And so thank you for that. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that as we give our gifts, big or small, Lord, each of them together is given to you so that we can enable what you have for this place, for the work in your world to be done through the generosity of heart, through the giving of people. Father God, we thank you for each person who has so faithfully given directly and indirectly over these last weeks and months that Lord has enabled us to continue to um, give and to uh, just show your love to all those that we meet both in this building and across our world. Father God, we thank you for the giving. May you bless it and use it, we pray. Amen. Our young people who are aged 11 and above will be able to exit through that door to the activities um, there is out there. I think you're finishing the last of the well-being course today. And as they leave, um, we will be uh, having our next song, which is Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. We come to a time of prayer, but before we do that, there's some family news, a real mixture of family news today. It is with sadness that uh, we, we, we let those of you who knew uh, Mike Brown, uh, Andy and Lindsay Poultney's, or Lindsay's father, um, he passed away um, just in the recent hours. And I know many of you knew Mike and many of you know Andy and Lindsay Poultney. And so we just will be lifting them up in prayer. And if you remember, it wasn't that long ago uh, that uh, Lindsay lost her mum too. So we'll be remembering them. And some of you may also have known uh, Georgina Ward, who used to be at the church uh, a number of years ago. And uh, she also has um, passed away. And her funeral will be on the 7th of July at Corbett's Tay, if anybody is wanting to attend. That's at 12.40. So some sad news, but also some more happy news. And that is um, that baby Bella arrived into the world yesterday, a new great-granddaughter for Don and for Daphne. 
And uh, it's lovely to know that baby Bella has safely arrived. And I also understand, literally hot off the press, uh, David and Colleen, we didn't know this until literally five minutes ago. But congratulations, it was your golden wedding anniversary, I understand, yesterday. And uh, we will be praying for you too in our time of prayer now. So I invite you, let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the faithfulness of the many who bring their prayers to you week by week. And Father God, as we, uh, many of us, use the notice sheet each week, we recognize that, Lord, you have your hand on the lives of the many who, for whom we pray. Father God, we thank you that you are a loving God, a gracious God, a compassionate God. Father God, you know what it is like to celebrate with the news of baby Bella's arrival as we thank you for David and Colleen's lifelong marriage to one another. But Lord, we recognize too that you understand what it is to lose a member of the family. And so, Father, we particularly bring before you um, Andy and Lindsay and the family following uh, Mike's passing and Lord also uh, anyone who may have been impacted by Georgina's passing too. Father God, we bring them before you now and we ask that you will be close by them. As you continue to be close by so many who've lost loved ones or who are marking anniversaries of the passing of their loved ones in the recent days. Lord, we thank you that for Sade and Suzette, as they were able to celebrate the life of Sade's mum yesterday, Lord, we pray that you'll be with them as you'll be with the family that have remained here in the UK. And we thank you that they are with us this day too. Surround each and every one who is grieving and mourning with your love and your peace and your strength. Father God, we thank you that you listen and you understand our hearts when we turn to you. Father God, we thank you for the many prayers that were offered yesterday for Julie Kelly's brother, Mark. And we continue to lift that, him up before you today following his surgery for a brain tumor. Lord God, hold that family and the wider family in your arms, we pray. Keep your hand safe upon Mark, we pray. And we pray too for our missionaries out in Bangladesh, for Pete and Louise as the critical levels of COVID are impacting on the place where they live. And Lord, we read from their recent newsletter that Lord, they've not seemingly had a vaccine yet. So Father God, we pray your hand of protection on them and on all those living in Dakar. For all those who are impacted by that covid cases rising and, and, and coming to critical levels. Father God, we pray for the emergency services, for all those who are seeking to have your hand in those situations as you offer care through the people who are caring for others. Father God, we bring that situation before you. And Lord, we continue to ask that, not only for our own country, but for the countries across our world, where COVID is continuing to have such a devastating impact. Father God, we thank you for the scientists who have continued to and find the vaccine and roll out the vaccine and enable the vaccine to cope with the different variants as they come. And Father God, we pray that you'll continue to bless the scientists and their work in the days and weeks ahead. Give strength, we pray, 
to all those who seek to care. Whether it's in this country or further afield, Lord God, we ask that a miracle will continue to be done as that vaccine is rolled out across our world. And Father God, as we think about our world, we recognize that it's a world that is messy, a world that is hurting, a world where so often self-greed and power and authority for oneself is the thing that ends up taking priority over the care that leaders can have for their country men and women. Father God, we pray for our world leaders. We pray for the government of this land. We pray for our local councillors and all those who have the authority and the power to make decisions that are impacting on the lives of others. Father God, help them to have hearts that are malleable and open to the wisdom from others and not to be self-seeking, not to be hard-hearted, to recognize that this is a time where, Lord, compassion and mercy and justice needs to prevail. Father God, we thank you for the charities that seek to bring around justice, who seek to stand up for the silent, for those who are marginalized. We thank you for the work that carries on here and elsewhere, supporting those who have little, those who need the food bank, those who are struggling day by day. Lord, strengthen and keep them, we pray, Lord, in all that they do, in all that we do here in this place. And Father God, we do remember those who are listed on our notice sheet. Lord, in each and every one of those situations, Lord, intervene now, we pray. Heal where healing is needed. Strengthen where strength is needed. Give peace where peace is needed. Put your arms of comfort around those who need your comfort, we pray. Amen. And we continue with the words that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, that we can pray in whatever language is our mother tongue, our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Sarah is going to come and read our reading this morning, which is from Psalm 121. And Sarah, you're coming up here. Thank you. Have you got the... Morning, everyone. So thrilled to be asked to read Psalm 121 this morning. It was read at our wedding, and I read it to Peter when he was at Great Ormond Street, so it's quite a treat to be able to read it this morning. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber 
nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. And how many of us have held on to that psalm at times of difficulty. And it's one of the psalms that the worship team recorded with, uh, with Steve and is a joy whenever I manage to see it. He is indeed our rock, our right hand, our refuge, our strength. He always watches over us. And our next song reminds us that our gra- his grace will never be forgot because of all that he has done. I invite you to stand as this song is played. Please just sit down. For all that he has done for us, for every battle won. Well, I don't know about you, I feel I've been through a few battles this morning. (laughs) But one person I think we should acknowledge, because we don't notice it when it all goes right, do we? We don't notice that we're seeing stuff on the screen and everything is going right and the sound is just perfect when it's going right. But we're quick to notice when it goes wrong. So, Sam, you're doing a phenomenal job. We thank you. That man has been faithful through the whole pandemic there every week, making sure services go out online. Sometimes he's been in the room with just Vicky and me, freezing, and he's been faithful. Sam, we acknowledge you, even on a day when it's not gone as you hoped for. We don't know if the power cut early in the week knocked it out or the storms on Friday knocked it out. Whatever's done the damage, we'll have to find out, but we can't find out now, but we thank you for your perseverance. Hope in journeys. Anybody travelling on Friday evening through that storm? I saw a number of people were. Have you seen the stuff on YouTube and that? Gallows Corner, a swimming pool. Absolutely amazing. And maybe you have been like me at one time driving down the motorway when the heavens just seem to open up and you can't even see 20 foot in front of you. For those of you, that's just about six and a half metres if you need new money. But 20 foot works for me. And as you're going down that road and you can't see but you don't stop because you know the car behind you can't see you and you have fear. Ever been in that situation? Fear? Or maybe you've been fearful of other journeys. Maybe you're one of those people who the idea of going up in a plane is, I am scared stiff. I do not want to do it. I do not want to go. How can I put my trust in something that hasn't got its wheels firmly on the ground? 
and you have fear. Journeys. This psalm, Psalm 121, a beautiful psalm, a psalm I've preached on before, but it talks about a journey about to happen. I feel a bit cruel even talking about journeys at this time when we can't particularly go on our holidays or on a journey to some far-flung, warm, beautiful place. And we all feel it, don't we? For Vicky and I, we can't wait to go to Badischl, which is in Austria, where our our son and his wife and our grandchildren now live. They keep sending us beautiful photos of the mountains and the Alps where they live now, and we've not even seen it. But as we prepare to go on those journeys, it starts off really, doesn't it, with the packing. The packing of your bags. A friend of ours who will name nameless, but used to work with us in Baptist House, used to when she was going on a holiday or even away for a work do baptist assembly she used to have her stuff ready on a bed seven days ahead everything lined up in perfect order all the outfits chosen because it would change according to what was going on in the day and she'd have up to three changes of clothes per day and everything had to be there. And it had to be out there so she could check it just to make she got sure she got any, everything possible because she could not face a disaster when she realised that she hadn't got the matching top with the bottom half for that particular outfit. And she used to come into work and tell us about all that she had been doing and the stress that she is going through as she is packing ready for this trip and then there was others of us who the night before we got everything I suppose better just chuck another something in or whatever just in case and of course we're going to the airport we make, need to make sure we've got all our documentation and passports in place and have we checked the date is right let me just check it one more time is it still in date as if it's gone out of date from when you checked it yesterday, but you're still checking it again because you don't want to get there and find out that it is now out of date. And many probably here will remember the time they hadn't checked it in time and now the mad rush to get the passport renewed before their time of going away. And have we got our tickets? And you know those conversations that happen between a husband and wife. I gave you the tickets. No, I gave you the tickets. You mean we both left them on top of the table at home. There's a lot of laughter. I think familiarity is coming in here. And we like to apportion blame, don't we, as to why the tickets are not with us. It's a lot easier now. Most tickets are e-tickets, isn't it? Just remember to charge your phone. Because otherwise it still does not work. And then we've got everything lined up. We've got all the tickets. We've got the passports. And then oh, I'll just put this in in case we need it. And I'll just put this in in case we need it. And then we start complaining because our cases are too heavy to carry because we've just put this in in case we need it. And we're ready to go. 
And as I look to the M25, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Highways app, the bringer of all news of traffic and accidents. Journeys. Sometimes the most stressful part of life, aren't they? And sometimes you get on the journey and you go on the journey and you think, has it been worth it? In the Bible, there are many journeys. There are many journeys that are in the Bible that uh, teach us so much about following God and let God go with us. There's those journeys to a destination. A to B. This psalm is, is, this psalm is written about somebody who's going to take a journey from A to B, but it goes through the mountain roads. And in the mountain roads, that's where the robbers and the thieves hid out, outside of the towns. And it was not unusual as you made that journey from one place to another that you would be robbed or attacked. And so the psalmist here, as they say, I lift my eyes to the mountains, where did my help come from? It's that total trust in God. That's clever, isn't it? That total trust in God as we believe in God for that sense of where is my help going to come from? Where is my security? Where is that moment where I can get help if it's all going to go wrong? Many of us have that car cover, don't we? The AA, RAC, green flag. There are others who I have probably forgotten. For when it goes bad and our car breaks down, as Vicky and I experienced last year, where we had to be taken off the motorway, and eight weeks later we got our car back because something went wrong. But for the psalmist, it was the fear, the fear of being mugged, the fear of enemies coming in, even on a basic A to B journey. I lift my eyes to the hills. And Moses set out on a journey from A to B. It was meant to be straightforward to take the Israelites out of Egypt and take them to the promised land, following God, trusting God all the way. But as you know from the story, they got distracted. They got so distracted because they took their eyes off God. They became complainers. And so often our journey from A to B, which we think should be straightforward with no challenges, there's still the unexpected happens. The psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. The God who watches over you will never sleep on duty. 
He will never stop watching over you. Isn't that an amazing thought? You might take your eyes off him, but he never takes his eyes off you. That's how precious you are to God. Other journeys we might take are those journeys to new challenges, new unexpected callings where God is challenging and taking us to a different place. A place maybe which we have not thought we wanted to go to. A place where we would rather not even go to. Think of Abraham. It's Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. He's minding his own business. Things are going reasonably well. And God appears and says, Abraham, I've got a plan. I'm going to make you into a great nation. Now follow me. We see as we read Genesis chapter 12, Abraham doesn't go into a long dialogue with God. You what? Can we talk about this? Actually, I'm quite happy here. My cattle are fine. My family is fine. And you're saying you're going to make me into a great nation, but I've not even got children. But God says, yes. But Abraham doesn't put up that debate. He just follows God faithfully to the next place. That one step after another obedience of the journey where his foot will not slip because God is watching over him. The psalmist continues, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. That sense of God's protection over us. You know those times when you fell asleep in the sun and you didn't mean to and you end up being burned? Or whatever. Abraham followed God obediently. He followed God to where God was leading him. It was a new calling. And we see as the journey unfolds that God is faithful. But Abraham had to follow. We could mention Paul, Saul. You know, Paul on the road, Saul on the road to Damascus. He thought he was serving God and God comes and meets with him with a great big impact. That shout of Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then the new journey with God begins. God uses Paul as he became amazingly for his purposes to take the gospel throughout the whole of the Middle East right into Europe. The most unlikely person to be used by God, you might think humanly, to spread the message of Jesus throughout the world, but was just the one that God needed. The Lord will keep you from all harm. 
The Lord will watch over your life. Another journey is that journey of pilgrimage. That sense of stepping out and just spending time with God. And you know across this country there are many pilgrim ways which early Christians used to follow going from cathedral to cathedral. There's famous ones across the world including Spain and other countries. The pilgrimage. In the Old Testament there's the character of Elijah. I love Elijah's story. Uh, the reason I love Elijah's story is because he's so human. We all think about the Old Testament prophets. They must have been incredible people. And they never got anything wrong, did they? Yet actually they were all broken people that God used. In Elijah, after Mount Carmel and the disaster that he had in his head, which was not a disaster but a victory for God, where the prophets of Baal were defeated... Then Elijah ran away and he said, Woe is me. I'm doomed. And you see in 1 Kings 19, Elijah having a breakdown. He can do this no longer. He's exhausted. He is totally washed out. And there's a sense of, within our Christian world today, there's a, you better not get there because actually you have failed. Trust God. But Elijah was trusting God. He just got it all mixed up in his head. What does God do? God takes him to pilgrimage. God takes him on a journey. A pilgrimage where God is able to use him and take him and heal him by feeding him, by giving him exercise, by giving him rest and sleep. Read it, 1 Kings 19, and you'll see how God copes with somebody who is totally burned out. But God doesn't sit there and say, you've messed up, Elijah. God takes him on a journey. Hope. In journeys, at the end of that journey, Elijah experiences healing, support. He meets God face to face at the mouth of the cave. The psalmist says, The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now. And forever more. God will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. That is the God who journeys with you from destination to destination, through the challenges of life and your callings, through the time of pilgrimage, and through life. 
We often complicate life so much, don't we? And we make life so complicated, yet we're encouraged to travel light. In the New Testament, the disciples are encouraged not to hoard loads of possessions, but to hold on to things lightly. In Luke 10, as Jesus sends out the 72, he gives them the commission, go, but don't, need to, don't, don't take extra stuff. Just go and trust that you will be provided for. And my experience, and probably your experience too, is the more we have, the more stressful and the more complicated life becomes. The more that goes wrong. One preacher preaching on journeys preached this. The rule of this day is kiss. I think that's probably not planned when I wrote this for political up-to-date things. But please, be bear with me. Because the kiss stands for keep it simple, saints. Keep it simple, saints. And our journey of life and our journey with God has often become so complicated with so much going wrong. And I want us to come back and see hope in the journey as we keep it simple. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And as I talk about journeys, I want to talk about one other journey. And you might say, well, this is a bit negative for a Sunday morning, but it's a journey we will all take one day, the final journey. And in that journey, for those who love Christ, is the greatest of hope. The greatest of hope. Because it's not a journey of no hope into an unknown existence. It is the ultimate journey to glory where we go and reign with our Saviour. And as we look to that journey, we can say with the psalmist, I know where my hope comes from. My hope comes from the cross. My hope comes from my Saviour. My hope comes from my faith. He will not let my foot stumble. He will not leave me abandoned. He will watch over me, my coming and going. And he will raise me up. To reign with him. Whatever your journey, wherever you are, put your hope in the Lord. 
I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. And so, Lord, as we just in your presence right now, we welcome you into our journeys, a passenger in our car, a fellow walker on our pilgrimage, a security guard into our danger. a carer into our frailty. A peacemaker into our trauma. Wherever we find ourselves, Lord, may we know the help of the Lord. After all, Lord, you are the maker of heaven and earth. You are our creator. We put our hope in you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Our final song we will listen to this morning is that one, My Hope is Found in Nothing Less. Let's listen to these words. Thank you for being with us at RBC online or in person this morning. Let me remind you one more time, we have the church meeting on Wednesday. It will be great to see many here for that. As we just catch up with all that's going on in the church life, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to tell you about as well, just as we do that. And let me remind you that the evening service tonight is online only. I know we were hoping to get back, but with the government changing all the rules and it gets more complicated, we're just going to keep it online only for now in this evening service. Next Sunday, as we are today, hopefully with all the screens working, yes? Let's pray for that. Let's pray the technology will be sorted when we know what the problem is. And so, may God bless you. May God keep you. May God be the one who journeys with you. May you know the help that comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. May you know his presence in your life. May the Lord bless you. Amen.